Jordan, who's not here tonight, he's being Somewhere. a student, yeah. getting smarter. So I got Miles here with me. Hi, guys. <laughs> so we got a really interesting episode for you guys tonight. Uh, some some stuff. I'm taking a risk on uh, some beer and on the theme for tonight. So yes. What, what's, what's the beer that you have, Miles? What do you got? So we've got Fun House from Sudwork. Um, Sudwork Brewing in Davis, they've uh, had this kind of run with this Funhouse beer for a little bit now. The lime and ginger one we both mm, had. That was good. Loved it. We yes. had it with a strawberry something. Strawberry something. We liked it, but the lime and ginger was the winner. And now they have a tropical Funhouse. And uh, neither one of us has tried this. You haven't tried it, right? No, I haven't even seen it until tonight. Perfect. I haven't. Me neither, actually. Yeah, so it must be like brand new. Must be a series then. Okay. So it works. They're going to make good beer. We like them. Uh, don't often mm. get them because I I have my favorites and I know Jordan has his and I'm not sure if you have your go-tos but yeah I don't often get these guys but every beer that I think I've had from them has been pretty good I I haven't tried all their beers but I haven't had one that I dislike Ooh. so yeah oh man so it's one I of my start pouring my beers a little taller look at you yeah no it's fun I pour my little <laughs> no look, you can see the bottom no that's one of the beefs I have with Jordan or Jordan has with me. Uh, is that I hard pour beer a little bit too hard sometimes, but uh, in my defense, it as long as you're not taking the whole thing and turning it to foam, you do unlock a little bit more of the proteins and the, the flavors and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, cheers. Smelling this, yep. Cheers. There you go. So you smell it. It smells funky. Mm -hmm. It's got a really like is that passion fruit kind of smell to it. Tropical. That would make sense. Whew. But it's a sour. It smells like like I'm it's I'm smelling it in my. It's not a kettle sour though. My mouth is watering just from smelling it because it just smells so tart. Ah, oh, like, ah, oh. <laughs> like I'm nervous. You know what I mean? Like, I, whew, I'm I'm nervous because I really want to like it, and the strawberry one was kind of a kind of a bummer, kind of a letdown. Yeah. Because the lime and ginger one was so good. Yeah. All right. Let's Ready? just shut up and drink. All right. Oh. Hmm. Not near as tart as it smells. And then. It's basically all passion fruit. Yeah. And then it has a little bit of a, a little bit of a multi aftertaste of some kind. So it's like someone hits you in the face. In there. It's papaya. Is that what that is? I just I wanted to say, say a fancy fruit. Papaya, <laughs> <laughs> papaya, papaya. Yeah, papaya. If you, I'll cut this out, but if you scoot away from it, you won't be able to hear yourself as well. Your volume will change. So just so you know. <laughs> But uh, I was going to say it tastes like being hit in the face with a water balloon filled with passion fruit juice. And it's just like, ah, passion fruit. Mm. All right, cool. It's got a taste Impactful. Yes. Very much. It's good, though. You want a little bit more? Oh, you, oh someone doesn't, doesn't like it. I like it, but I, I feel like, yeah, you, you got shorted a little bit. Because... I, I poured my own, so that's not anybody's fault but mine. But thank you, sir. It's all right. We're just taking turns. Normally, I'm the... Uh, Girl, the gang bully. I'll take a little bit tonight. It's all right. Take a lot. Anyways, <laughs> so tonight's theme. Mm. Yes, I approached Miles. I solicited him. Solicited, not right. sexually. It's okay. Unfortunately, but <laughs> uh, actually, we we talked to the whole group. Uh, trying to get Logan on a podcast one of these times. I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, he's not much of a guy for the spotlight, but. 
Uh, Logan is pretty funny, and uh, he has really good taste in beer for a guy who doesn't even like beer that much. He, he admitted that he's getting into it now, but I think he started drinking beer with us because that's what Jordan and I did. would do. And so he wanted to come hang out, and then we invited Miles, and we started Growler Gang. And it's funny because we drink, I think, ten times more beer than Logan does, but he always brings the coolest stuff, doesn't he? He does. He does. Especially <laughs> especially when he has take-homes, he kills it. Oh, yeah. Every so, time on take-homes. We'll have to do an episode with all four of us so you guys can learn the rules and this whole beer secret society thing we have going on. We, but, kept, we kept on trying to do a Growler yeah. Game podcast, and it just... You never brought the recorder, or just somebody wasn't down, or... So... I'm usually, by the time Growler Gang comes around, I've got a lot on my mind, and sometimes for you guys, I just talk to you, and I don't want to go through and cut out like most of the episodes, because I'm bitching about people and things in life, and it's not fun to listen to, but sometimes that's what our Growler Gang's end up being, is like a... Event session. Yeah, it's like a therapy session for... It uh, is. That's exactly for guys. what it is. So, Jordan calls it a book club for beer, but it's also... That's pretty... I mean, that's pretty accurate, because I'm pretty sure book clubs are pretty much bent sessions, too, yeah. towards the end. Let's be real. Let's see that. Nobody sits in the room the whole time talking about a fucking Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's a really good book, you know. <laughs> so, we tried to get the gang here. Jordan's out of state. Uh, we tried to invite him in for a video call, uh, but he doesn't like the theme, and... He's good, so he said, he's said have fun. No, no, no. He's, just <laughs> not, he's not down. We'll tell you guys about the theme here in a second. But uh, Logan's busy tonight too, as well. So it's just Miles and I. But I think that's actually going to work out better because Miles and I are both fans of what we had planned. So I was talking to him earlier, asked him if he would do this with me. Halloween's coming up. Yes, it's about a month and a half away. Wanted to do a themed episode. Something you know, we did the New Year's episode last year. We did a Goose Island episode. Uh, we've done like beer week, so let's do a holiday one uh, for Halloween. I and, think the only, uh, one I, the only themed episode I did so far was beer week. Yeah, I think you were there for beer week. That's mm -hmm. right. That was a fun one. Yeah, uh, Jordan had to edit a lot. Or you had to edit a that's lot. That's right. I had to edit, yeah. So you guys talk about stuff <laughs> that would get you in trouble, so uh, I'll, I'll, being a good friend. I'll be on my best behavior tonight. Oh, it's all good. So uh, taking a risk tonight, uh, it's a controversial topic. It's kind of overplayed in some ways. A lot of ways. Uh, but I'm still a fan of the genre. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, zombies tonight. I think zombies are going to be the highlight of the post-apocalyptic theme, I think. Yeah. that's you Because know. when every, anybody starts talking about a post-apocalyptic era, zombies always come into the conversation. I'm going to yeah. be a hipster. I was into the zombies before they were cool. Yeah, I think you're the one that got me into them, honestly. Mm -hmm. You started talking about... Was it back in high school? We were friends in high school. We've been friends for a long, long time. 20-something uh, years, yeah. Yeah. Were you the one that told me about the original World War Z book? Was that you in high school? Yeah. Yeah. So you were the one that... That's, that's what got me interested in the whole genre. Zombie, the Zombie Survival Guide in yeah. World War Z. That's what got me... Zombie Survival Guide. That's right. The hook, line, and sinker for yeah. me was the Zombie the Survival books. Guide. The books. Not the movie. Not Brad Pitt. The books. Yeah. OG. So that's that's actually something we were talking about when we were getting planned this episode is uh, the lack of electricity, um, doing things analog. Uh, this beer is pretty great. Uh, I think you could still probably make a sour uh, in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, you could do a sour mash, like a sour mash IPA. Yeah. You could definitely do that. Yeah, that would be easy. The, this sour, this isn't a kettle sour, it's a barrel-aged sour, I believe, and so is the one we just had before this. And I take 
a few months in a barrel to sit and that doesn't like, sound like it needs electricity to me. It doesn't, but <laughs> you can get animals in there. You can get zombies in there. You know, just be it. Just be a hassle. You know, you get zombies in your in your sour apricot ale. It's just it's not a good day. You know what I mean? It probably tastes a little fleshy. Yeah, you wouldn't want to drink it. So, <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like, uh, what could we make? Yeah. So, do so we want to talk about? I think before we talk about what we could make, um, we should talk about. The movies and TV shows that are popular or maybe not popular. Well, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna get one out of the way. Well, I'm just saying. So so here's here's the point though. Is we can talk about them and then talk about the environments that those people are in for those movies and shows and what they have available tools. Um, okay. You know, the way the world is is it you know like like 20 days later for example it just happened everyone's still kind of conscious or is it like The Walking Dead you know seven or eight seasons in. And everyone's been gone for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like one of those things. So we're talking about manufacturability of beer and like what it kind of roll. So if we should we should lay the the playing field out, right? So let's start with what was your suggestion? Let's start with some some movies and shows and, and figure out where we're going here. What are you gonna say? Well, Shaun of the Dead would be a good start because the plague begins during that movie, and it's not That's right. Like, Aren't they drinking the first time that they? Yeah, well, they go to a they go to a pub. This is why this is why I'm bringing it up. Ah, yes. And they go to get some beer in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. It's the mm -hmm. perfect theme for our theme. That's great. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they're not making the beer, but they are drinking beer. Oh yeah, mm, beer cleanse. Oh yeah, there beer. you go, right up the schnoz. Mm -hmm. That's it's not, not great. It's not where it goes, Miles. Nope, that's uh, where it came out. <laughs> Back into your glass, recycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a hair in it. No, it's salty. Mm. Shaun of the Dead. They're still a society. People are still people. They're doing things. Well, in the end of that movie, the world is like fine. Like they mm. they they solve the problem. They're living with the zombies. Remember, there's yeah. game shows with the uh -huh. the zombies. Yeah. And he had Nick Frost on a leash to play video games with. Yep. So yeah. that's a different. That's an interesting. What was uh, his name in the movie? Uh, Damn it! It's been so long since I watched that movie. So that's. There's a lot of movies and shows that start off like that. Like the original one, excuse me, uh, the original one would be Night of the Living Dead. It's the first zombie movie, like in the 60s. Romero. I think that's widely accepted as the first. I'm not going to tell you it is the first. Uh, I don't know for a fact. But that one also was, it said Night of the Living Dead. It's The daytime was fine. Everything's normal. And then night hits and the zombies start coming. And it's literally been a couple hours. So we can assume... Uh, at that point, I know they made sequels and other things and remakes and blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, George A. Romero was like first shot at a genre, and it, it did it did spark a, it did spark a, a genre because yeah. he, he did that movie. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't I didn't really enjoy that movie. Yeah, it's because we it was made like 40 years before we were born or 30 oh, I, years. So. I I enjoy a lot of classic yeah. movies. It's pretty basic, but uh, it introduced the theme I think to a lot of people. Right. The and, well, and his next movie was pretty good. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. So are we gonna take that uh, that movie, Night of the Living Dead, or, or yeah? So take that. Are we gonna say that entire series is all one timeline? And at some point they're gonna start making beer. Well. So this is where it gets interesting. You know? Well, in Dawn of the Dead, the. It happened. The zombie apocalypse happens as the movie is going, and it becomes yeah. something ominous. And 
and everything shuts down. Right. That's what I'm saying. So are we starting? Is that where we're starting there? Where people kind of figure out? Because in Dawn of the Dead, that's when uh, basically there's like nothing left. There's like no consistent anything. Everyone's just kind of going back to like caveman days, you know? Like there's not really electricity anymore. Well, there's some of it. Like uh, in the remake, the, when they went to the mall, there was some of it. Some electricity still, but only how long is it they were in the mall at night and the lights were on? So right, yeah. yeah how long so. is the electricity gonna last? How long is the power grid gonna? So as soon as a power a problem comes up and nobody's there to solve it, it's done. So, mm-hmm. so this is a interesting thing to consider. A lot of the the hipsters and myself included, like the uh, I'm not a hipster. I'm just saying I <laughs> I agree with them on some things with beer. A lot of this stuff we're able to make it because of automation, temperature control. Uh, really exact uh, brewing equipment, you know, right. programmable. So could we expect, you know, the quality that we're getting? Probably not. I think. But maybe. I, I, I think there are a few head brewers out there where if they were to survive with us, mm. they could make us some good beer. Like, like tech them. Yes. Yeah, very important people. They're very valuable <laughs> assets to, to post-apocalyptic yeah. life. I mean, I, I mean, I think beer would be... Some kind of beverage would be important because, especially in a post-apocalyptic life, being able to unwind would be the difference between life and death in a lot of situations, I'm sure. Yeah. Like in Dawn of the Dead, the remake, when they're in the mall and they're just fucking partying one night, they just kind of let go. There's like a montage of like whatever, however much time passes, there's a whole montage of them just kind of letting go and living life, Mm. living in the moment. It's nice. And without that kind of stuff, I I think you probably eat a bullet before before too long. You know, other movie was like that and I really enjoyed it. Zombieland. God damn it. (laughs) That is seriously, okay. Unpopular opinion, best zombie movie ever. I was going to wait to get to that one. Uh, They nailed, they fucking nailed it. It's they, pretty well they done. They fucking Man, nailed pretty well done. how life would be with zombies. They really did. Yeah. Now there is some gratuitous scenes and like the whole... Yeah, it's Hollywood. Right, it's very Hollywood, but the the gist is fucking pinpoint. Like, it's so good. Yeah, they, they just kind of meet each other. Um, who you were or what you did... Doesn't fucking matter. I mean, depends on what you did. I guess if you're a doctor, it still might matter. If you're a financial advisor, it probably doesn't mean shit anymore, right? Right. That's why they just go by where you're from, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, Woody Harrelson's character teaching them to let loose. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. I know. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, for people that haven't seen it, they know Woody Harrelson's character teaches the gang how to, uh, you know, they, they basically just like run through like a gift shop and break a bunch of stuff, and the whole crew... Mm-hmm. Feels great about it. They do drink at some point during the movie. I think it's wine, though, isn't it? It's whatever's there. Yeah. yeah and so, so, I mean, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen, I've never heard of a movie where they're making their own alcoholic beverage in the middle of the apocalypse, unless they did yeah. it on Walking Dead. But I stopped watching that trash. Yeah, it got kind of boring after a while. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you start to. We started talking about at the beginning I'm, of the podcast. Are we talking about? Right when things go down, are we talking about several months or years later when people are kind of figuring their shit well, out? Well, I mean, if you go by, like, the Walking Dead timeline, like, yeah. people are finding a way to survive, and there's be- there's societies that are coming there's, up. Yeah, the towns govern- and There's stuff. little mini-governments that are popping up, so mm-hmm. you you better fucking believe that somebody's brewing something. 
Yep. And then and there at that point there is electricity. Alexandria, the town that they were in, it was that yeah. season six, I think. Something, is that the one that had solar panels or something? I, I don't, I don't remember shit. how they did it, but they had they electricity. Had so at that point you could I mean in, in that far of an advanced apocalypse, advanced apocalypse if that's a word. <laughs> well, it's in, developed. Yeah. yeah, developed communities in the apocalypse could have just as good as beers we have now. Yeah, it's, that's that's something to think about is, is the timeline. Like, where, are we talking right away? Probably not. You're going to do, like, what they do. Most zombie movies say they find whatever's available. Yeah, drink what you find. Yeah. I mean, after a few months or a year, if you're found in a stable living situation, you, you boil water, put some, some malt in it, like wheat or barley if you find any, or, or rice even. There's rice beers now that are getting popular. Uh, throw some hops in it and... Let it sit for a little bit. And you Hope got, for the best. You got some beer. I mean, even if it's garbage beer, it's still beer. It's better than drinking water, right? And you got to boil water anyways, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, people. I, I think first of all, people boil water to drink it, but then also you'll start making tea. And I always argue that uh, beer is just uh, it's tea. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> beer is tea. Change my mind. There you go. <laughs> I like it's just it. more complicated. That's all. It I like takes it. longer to make. I like it. A few weeks longer, but <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But yeah, so you're still boiling some plants and some water, and you add some stuff, and it's good to go. But uh, did you ever see that documentary? We were talking about this before we started the podcast, just to kind of pregame. But I forget who showed me, but the documentary that was on Netflix a long time ago about beer. Uh-uh. I did not. It's the one I was saying. That's uh, I think it's called uh, How Beer Saved the World. Another topic I wanted to bring up tonight. Uh, how's your beer doing? I am empty. Okay, I'll be. Empty. I've been talking a lot, so yeah, I'll be, it's okay. I'll be empty. Should I drink it with my nose, Mom? No. Yeah. Do you want to talk to them while I go grab another beverage? Sure. Okay, I'll be back. Oh. <laughs> Man, this is good. Sudworks uh, doing a good job so far. All right, beer number two. Looks like Katie Berry from. Port Rock. Port Rock. Well, it's, it's beer number two for the podcast. We've pre-gamed a little bit. Yes, yeah, beer three, um, four. Three? Number four. Four? So. This four. You're right. So, before the podcast started, Miles was helping me with a computer build because Miles is... Oh. Oh. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> uh, Miles is kind of a computer uh, aficionado right now. Just made his gaming PC. It's doing great. I'm doing one for... Hey, hey, hey. Drafted. It's my school PC. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's educational purposes. Yes. Just, it can um, also conveniently run games. Yes, very well. But uh, similar, I need a similar build, um, which I was actually, didn't realize. I know, I'm, I'm trying to finish. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Easy. Easy, Tiger. I'm drinking it. I appreciate my beers, you know. I appreciated it, too. I also appreciate getting to the next one. You poured your next one. All right, I did. Enjoy I... it. All right. So, anyways, what I was saying was, Miles has helped me build a computer, and the <laughs> whole time, knowing that this podcast was going to happen immediately after, I was looking forward to if the zombie apocalypse happens, that I won't need a computer anymore, and it might save me a lot of money. <laughs> so, I, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Which is nice. <laughs> Go back to pencil and paper. See, I, I used to be 
one of those guys like, oh, the zombie apocalypse would be fucking awesome. It probably wouldn't last that long. Too many people know too many things about the possible scenarios where it wouldn't be apocalyptic like it is in the movies. No, no, I think people would have too much fun with it. And that's exactly what would happen. I think Shaun of the Dead is probably as close as you get to what would actually happen as far as society. Mm-hmm. Um, Zombieland is as close as you get to what would happen if it reached apocalyptic levels. Like, a hundred thousand people left alive in the world total. Yeah. But oh, let's take an intermission really quick from the zombie topic and uh, have you talk about your Katy Berry collection for Rock. So it's not sour. It's not. I have had this beer. This is my third time having it. Yeah. First time I didn't like it. I tried it again a second time. And I enjoyed it. And now I'm trying it a third time. And after the sours It's not a sour. You're right. It's a tart fruit beer. Yep. I mean, that's... It's a fruited ale. If you told me to describe a sour without using the word sour, I might say a tart fruit beer. No. <laughs> so, um... Liked by people that wear beanies and vape and yeah. wear skinny jeans for no reason in their 30s. <clears throat> um, 8. 0.5%. Holy hell. Yeah, this is like prison hooch, man. This shit's strong. <laughs> oh, Magnum Hops. Yep, Magnum. We like I Magnum. Was, I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, so you've had Bullet from, uh, or Hot Bullet from Sierra Nevada? Yes, sir. It's 100% Magnum Hot. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sierra Nevada. Always. Uh, I was trying to uh, do a podcast by myself uh, last night, actually, and I talked about Sierra Nevada for about 10 minutes, and unfortunately the podcast did not work out hmm. because I was in my car and there was a lot of noise, so... I'm going to give another shout out to Sierra Nevada this time. They're doing great up in Chico. Fantastic. That's where I liked, I found out I liked Magnum Hops. It's from Hot Bullet. You're the one that showed me that beer, by the way. And then, um, yeah, so what do, you, what do you think about this one, though? This one has Magnum. It's got, let's say what kind of fruit was in it on the can. Um, Let's read. Oh, you're going to trigger me, Miles. It doesn't have the ingredients. I'm going to be triggered. We've got three sours now. Uh... Oh my god, they have Katy Perry lyrics on the side. <laughs> Hashtag don't sue Fort Rock. <laughs> well, they're like satirical. They're not the exact lyrics. I think they're in the clear. You know what? I'm a little disappointed. Triggered. Trigger warning. I get really irritated. I don't know if you feel the same way. When, when they don't tell you what the fuck's in the beer on the can? Yes. Yeah. I, the first two times I had this was at Fort Rock, so I haven't had it in the can yet. Okay. So it looks like raspberry and blackberry. Yeah, the picture tells you that. Uh, but... Grains are light, pale, wheat, and oats, and magnum hops, and that's all it... Oh, I like that it's 12 IBU, and the uh, can has a sticker on it that says 8.5. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's a sticker. It looks like maybe they let it sit for a minute. And it had a second fermentation, possibly a little bit more than they expected. So I'm guessing it's probably eight, seven and a half underneath that sticker. <laughs> seven. <laughs> wow. Oh, there we she go. She got a little spicy. <laughs> I don't mind. This is a, this is good. This is better than the original that I had uh, a few months ago when they first released it for their anniversary party. Gained a percent and a half over the second it's, fermentation. Dude, it's it's how the fruit. So that's, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a wine. So. Hmm. Enjoy yeah. your, your multi wine. Okay. This is basically everything that a wine spritzer ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. No, it's good. I, I think I needed to wash away some of the tartness from the two sours yeah. we just drank. So this is another important thing to consider when drinking beer is drinking in them in the right order. Yeah. So, you thought I was crazy bringing out the sours? Maybe a little bit. Did you or no? no. Did you trust me? No, 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 no. That Did was the right me? call. Yeah, okay. no, I trusted you. That's what I would have done. Okay, well, cool. I would have started. Maybe yeah, I would have started it. with Katy Berry, but mm. it would have made the sours taste off. I think this this is fine. You got some IPAs. Mm -hmm. A couple of them are hazies. I felt like coming we got, from yeah, we've got least palatable, the most palatable. Well, technically, we started with Monkey Knife Fight. Oh well, yeah. You can't. I mean, because it's classic. You can't have monkey knife fight and like not drink that right away first it's it's sacramento's like if if it uh, was as available and prevalent around town as track seven's panic mm. i would never drink track seven's panic <laughs> no was, no it's not even i wouldn't even compare i agree track nope. seven panic for ipa no shade thrown at track seven because that is my absolute go-to when i'm at a grocery store buying beer it's fucking panic Every time. Well, they're the staple Sacramento IPA. They have it's it locked good. down. But it's 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 good. It's so good, for especially for a staple, because staples get so boring. But I can always pick up a can of Panic. Like, yeah, this is when you go to a restaurant, you see it on the menu, you get excited. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah like, but here's the thing: is like, oh, what do we got? Oh, what do we got? Lagunitas. No, so, uh, oh, racer. Fuck that. Yeah, so, oh, oh, Panic. Yeah, I'm down. Monkey Knife Fight was meant to go after one beer. What was it? It wasn't Panic. Um, fucking guys up in Auburn. No, no, nope. God damn it! Why can't I? It. Why can't I never remember their name? Because oh, they suck. Maybe. <laughs> I, well, now I'm not gonna say who they are. But <laughs> is who I think sucks in Auburn. They, they've got they, do, they do suck. I mean, well, guess why? Because their their master brewer left and started Revision, and he's kicking ass in Reno. Revision is fucking They're awesome, amazing. So no. Mo Moonraker too, though. Moonraker sucks a lot of the time, but then they come out with these fucking. <laughs> Fantastic oh, yeah. beers. Like, oh. oh, today we're going to try. Fuck you. I said that same thing last night when I was trying to record the episode because I bought a Moonraker beer. Um, before I fi we, we, we're going to talk about this for a second, but I need to finish the open-ended question. Not the open-ended, but it's not concluded. idea of Monkey Knife Fight versus what beer. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, we did get off track. I don't know. Pale Ale from Sierra Nevada. Good luck. No, it's that's what it, it's a better version of pale ale from uh, Sierra Nevada. I, I, mm, pump your brakes. No, no, it's a be, it's better pale ale. It's a pale ale, and it's more balanced uh, than right. pale ale from Sierra Nevada. I hate it. That's what that. it was. I hated meant to that. fight Sacramento's version of that. I hate admitting that because I love it's good Sierra right? Nevada pale ale. It's good. But Monkey Knife Fight is fucking bomb. For a pale ale, it's a little bit better. If you saw that in a menu at a restaurant, and you're looking at Sierra Nevada. If I saw Monkey Knife Fight on a menu, I don't care what else is on it. I'm mm -hmm. ordering it. Yeah, that's the whole point. They're trying to bump off, you know, beers like Santa Nevada Pale. So that's who who bought that recipe. So it was because originally Sacktown Union. Yeah, but they closed, and now it's Tower. And Tower bought the recipe from Rubicon. Rubicon had it, and Rubicon they weren't ruining it. Well, Rubicon shut down a couple of years ago. What am I thinking of? That? Okay. I think Alero. Is it Alera that's in the place where Rubicon used to be? They don't make it, but they make it at Sac, uh, or at Tower. Sorry, Tower over by Sac State, 65th Avenue. Uh, that's they make Monkey Knife Fight brand new. That's why we keep seeing it in stores now, and it's probably going to start being on tab at places around here because God. a lot of people in Sac love it. God willing, it's a local favorite. That's what I'm saying. Pale Ale 
Sacramento is known for Track 7's Panic. That's our IPA. Yeah. And then we have Monkey Knife Fight for our Paleo. But and every, like, beginner and bro who thinks he likes beer always brings up Knee Deep, Breaking Bud. And it's I'm not so fucking tired of it. That beer is... Oh. That, okay, I'm sorry. That beer is trash. It's not very good. So here's, here's the thing. So here's the thing. So I, I upset a lot of people, and I actually told a lot of people, I am just started back in Sac State again. A lot of new guys on the race team, I met them, told them about my podcast because I'm trying to, you know... Trying to grow it. Trying to grow it for whatever fucking reason. But he's a grower, not a shower, fellas. That's right. You can't see me. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. <laughs> That's what beer does to you. It makes you... Talk about dick. Retarded. We're <laughs> talking about dick for a while, so... Uh, so, hanging out with the guys, talking about it, we go to, they have the round table that's on campus, they serve beer there, you can actually get a beer between classes. Guess what? They used to have... So excited. Uh, they used to have Breaking Bud, and I always used to bitch about it, and I'd be like, no, fuck that, I'm getting Racer 5 just because I don't like Breaking Bud that much. And Racer wow. 5. Wow. So, wow. come back this semester... That's a slap in the face. They have uh, Phantom Bride, Belgian Beaver, that's the new Shut IPA. The fuck that's up. the IPA now. Yes. Yes. No. Uh huh. And they have another good beer. I forget who makes it, but they have another Dude. really awesome one from somewhere around here. Phantom Bright is so good. It's on tap. So good. Yeah, I've only ever had it out of a can. And so, and so I'm we're showing it. No, just I've been asking you to come to the shop, Miles. You know how ever. fucking hard it is for me to get out of the house. Bring your your kids. They'll they'll love it. We'll show them the race car. My four month old will love it. Yes. No, he won't because there's not a nipple feeding him. <laughs> Uh, our race car had a nipple for a little while. Actually, um, the layup wasn't the best for the nose cone, and it had a little ripple in it. And uh, you know, it's okay. We got rid of that, so it's fine now. How's your oil pan? Uh, well, that one. We're making a new one. <laughs> that was the best response ever. We're gonna make a new one, and we're also uh, probably putting a new head on the car because the head's toast. <laughs> Uh, I told the team we should change the name of the, the test motor, because we have two motors. We have a race motor and a test motor. Uh, the race motor, I call it, I don't think anyone else uses a shit, but I call it a different name so I can keep track of them, but uh, race motor is called Dragon Lady, because Asian. I thought it was good. How is, that, how is that quicker and easier to remember than race motor? Dragon Lady. Dragon Lady, you know, and then... Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the no other, judgment. The other, the test motor was called Old Lady. Because they bought it from a wrecked CBR and you know, put it in. So I made a proposition to the team to change the engine name from Old Lady to Tiny Dancer because it sounds like it's tap dancing. Tiny Dancer. <laughs> and so, um, and I also proposed that when we had our first dinner meeting to show people the car and we turned it on, that to hide the noise we should just river dance around the car. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fine. They wouldn't even notice. It'd be fine. So yeah, we went and took a bunch of guys to the round table on campus. And a couple of the guys were kind of upset that Breaking Bell was gone. And uh, I shamed them publicly, as they deserved. And then we got <laughs> Phantom Bride. And they were pleasantly surprised. And I think all is good and right in the world. So, If Breaking you Bud's go. your go-to, like, you, you have the beginnings of the taste buds needed to get mm -hmm. into the beer world. And there's so much more out there for you. Just Sac State just doesn't give a shit, I guess. They, they're starting to. So, that's cool. But, yeah, so, 
we were talking about this stuff because this is all things that I was actually talking to myself about last night when I was trying to make a podcast episode about myself. And that's why I laughed so hard when Miles was talking about Moonraker. So here's this. i got to get back on topic with you really quick. You're going to really enjoy the story. So I went to Rockland Bottle Shop because I was trying to talk about how exciting it is to live in Sacramento. Not just have breweries everywhere, but have access to bottle shops and things. Right? I mean, you live right down the street from one. A pretty awesome store by beer. Yeah, this guy in the corner. Yeah. Great, 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 great selection. I mean, it's not, it's no Final Gravity, mm-hmm. but it's, a, for a liquor store, it's fantastic. And then there's just, uh, like, two miles farther down the road, there's the next one. And then, I mean, Smart Mart's not that far. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about last night. Smart Mart and Rockland Bottle Shop are fantastic. They're kind of like, these stores are trying to shift towards, like, beer selection. Uh, but here's the thing. We live in the right area for it. Last night, uh, you brought up you. Tri- you I don't want to say triggered. We're drinking sour, so I'm using these these words. But uh, that was unrelated, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Miles has ADD, and he's you not paying up, attention. You brought up Sac State, so I had to go check the score because the Hornets football team is supposed to be pretty fucking stout this year. Yeah. They're in the Big Sky Conference, which I know you're not a big sports guy, so I'm not gonna. Hey, I'm a nerd. So, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> but they, of course, of course, it has to be sports. They they competed with oh. who was it? Uh, who they play last week? Uh, Davis, Arizona, yeah, Arizona, Arizona State. Yeah, so they played Arizona State, and they uh, they kept Arizona State below twenty points, if I remember right. Which they're a pretty fucking good team. So like Sac State's doing really well compared to how Sac State has done in the past. Yeah, and I want to check the scores tonight. Well, week one was just disgusting. Week one, was uh, they blew out Southern Oregon. It was like 77 to something. Sex State did? Yeah. Wow. Fucking, I mean, but it's it's Southern Oregon. So And then they, they lost to Arizona State. There's, I can't remember. They kept them under 20, and Sex State scored seven. Um, but t- I just looked up the score for tonight's game, and they they did it again. They blew out Northern Colorado 50-0. to zero. Wow. So shout out to the fucking Hornets, man. Stingers up, yo. Stingers up. <laughs> yeah. That's some fucking cool shit. So Jordan will be happy because there's sports. Yeah, right sports. Yeah, you're welcome, Jordan. <laughs> and Logan, that's for you too. Yeah, so, I mean, I yeah, Logan, it's, just a, it's just a little local pride in going into the going mm-hmm. into the podcast. I know Jordan listens to the podcast. I listen to them when we publish them just to add more listens sometimes. But I, li- you know. I listen to them. I drive a lot at work, uh, yeah. at work so that's when I listen to them. I don't think Logan does. I don't think he cares that much. I mean... Well, fuck you, Logan. <laughs> he just... I mean, he just kind of living his life. He's doing his thing. But um, he brought up... Uh, when he said Moonraker, we're talking about Auburn Breweries. The whole point of me going and trying to do that episode last night that didn't work, by the way, so don't look for it, uh, was that you can go to a bottle shop and get bottles or cans from places you don't want to drive to all the time. But I, I can drive to a store and buy shit from Auburn. Or from San Jose or from or Reno. Reno. Yeah, there you go. Revision. Hashtag revision. So I think I think Revision is one of my favorite breweries that's not in Sacramento. Like they're so good. Yeah. So would you consider Auburn part of Sacramento? Because a lot of people do. It's the greater Sacramento area, yes. Mm-hmm. It's on that side of the mountain okay. range, so or this side of the mountain range, excuse me. So if you remember how hard I laughed, like ten it's like twenty minutes ago now, probably ten minutes ago. Uh, when you said uh, <laughs> Moonraker, what you said about them. I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. Uh, when I went to Rockland Bottle Shop, I, I bought a stout 
that I'm aging right now. When Jordan gets back in a couple weeks, we'll crack that open. You'll probably hear about it on podcasts. Uh, and then I got three hazies. And three hazies uh, from different breweries that uh, I <clears throat> I think that New Glory and Track 7 are probably the two best in the, in the area that make beer. Uh, but these three places are like the hazy up-and-comings, hazy kings. They know what they're doing. One of them was Moxa. Moxa Hazy. Kind of mad at Moxa right now, but we'll get back Everyone's to that. Everyone's mad at Moxa. We'll get back to that. You know what? I don't... I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't think they're the sixth best brewery in the world, but they no. know how to make a Hazy. Yeah, they can make a Hazy. I mean, I, I can't talk too much shit, because that's what I brought for the last Growler game was Moxa. But yeah, they make good beer. They're great. Their, that Kolsch um, was pretty was fucking pretty fine, good. though. That was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they're, they're pretty consistent. Uh, when you talk about they're consistent, breweries... Their selection is always trash. Sorry, yeah, so, go. No, it's, this is, this is uh, you know... Why people listen? We get we get <laughs> drink enough beer to have opinions about stuff. I, I mean when I okay we're getting into it right now. Fuck it. So yeah. <laughs> like six months ago, maybe not 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 even that long ago. Four months ago, I was fucking moxa fevered. Like every beer mm-hmm. I had, I loved, I loved, I loved. Well, you don't work too far from there, so it's it's I, right around the corner, and, right? Yeah, yeah. And, well, out of bounds too, but that's true. So I, I was really on board with moxa, and then it's just it's. It seems almost, it's not as bad as Out of Bounds was, where they had, like, the same 12 beers for, like, 17 Forever. years, it yeah. felt like. But it's, it's stagnant, as in, like, every new beer they come out with is, like, the last beer version 2. Like, it's not, there's, there's not a lot <laughs> of variety. Funny you say that. The one I had last night was called Turbinator 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> For whatever reason, it was the version two of that hazy, and it was—I thought it was pretty. It was the Citroen Galaxy. But I mean, it's—they you know, know how to make a good hazy, and right? I mean that Kolsch I brought it's good. was really good. So they yeah, know how to make beer, it. but they don't push the limit at all. I, no, they don't was, have oh. like they don't have the fucking variety of like having a sour and a fucking imperial stout on tap at the same fucking time. So Jordan and I actually talked about this because Tunnel Vision Brewing. No, they had the when Jordan and I were talking about uh, the. Were you there for the? When we picked out, I don't know if you were there when we picked out the beer. You were there when we drank the beer for Beer Week when we talked about... No, I wasn't there when we picked it out. No, so we, we ran around town, picked out all these beers. They had this series called Meeting of the Minds. It was Urban Roots, um, yeah, we, Moonraker, we and talked about this. Moxa. Yeah. And Moxa was like the least risk-taker one of the three. Right. Well, actually, Moonraker, I mean, you can argue that they were least risk-taker maybe because um, Moxa did like a fruit hazy, which is good. Um, but then, so here's the, here's the three pack or the four pack I got. So the stout, it was a Moxa hazy, a uh, Moonraker hazy, and a Revision hazy, right? So it's a solid. That's a solid four pack. I would say that those three breweries, uh, Revision consistently, I think they exclusively might make like Imperial Barrel Age stouts and hazies. I don't think I've ever seen anything else from them. In Sacramento, you know, it, well, it, that, that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> like, they may not, they may not distribute more than that. They might not, but I, I, that's the thing. The whole advantage of having the bottle shop is you can drive to a place down the street from my house and buy beer from Reno. It's great. But all of the hazies from Revision are fantastic. And same with all the fa- the hazies from Moxa. And then correct. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna I, hate on Moxa and, t- and say their beer's crap because <laughs> their beer is good. <laughs> so here's what: the last time Jordan and I hung out, we're talking about. Uh, the best brewery. We, we go back and forth about this all the time. So between all the breweries in Sacramento, which one's your favorite mouse? Who do you like the most? That's so hard. It cha- dude, it changes like every couple of months. Why? 
Why does it change? Because brewers change. They're, they don't take risks, and I stopped uh, wanting to go there. Out of Bounds was my favorite brewery a year ago. Yeah. All right? I mean, well, then my taste was also pretty shitty a year ago. Okay. I mean, no offense. So if you had to pick one place. If I only got to go to one place from here on favorite? out. Who's your favorite? Fuck. Who's it? <sighs> Who makes the best beer in Sacramento? Think of all your favorites. If you would have asked me the last podcast I was on, I would have told you Crooked Lane, and today's Miles would slap the fuck out of that Miles. Yeah, they're a little disappointing. Yeah. Think of the best beer you've had from Sacramento. Where'd it come from? I mean, see, I still like Mango One Two Punch like a lot. That's fine. That's like a I, if I had to only go to one brewery, it's gotta be fucking Track Seven. God damn it. Track Seven. So that's, that's Jordan's Track Seven. Your Track Seven. I'm New Glory. That's uh, a close second. It's a close. Very, very close. I mean, fucking that's galactic the, worms is. So here's here's the thing is fucking that heaven. That's the argument is those two. But what's funny is Moonraker is very very highly regarded as a brewery. And what you said like it's like probably half an hour ago by now. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying every once in a while, or did you say it in the car? No, I said it here. You said it here. Yeah, I so, said it on the podcast. Every once in a while. So what would you say about Moonraker? What would you say? Every once in a while, they fucking make a glorious fucking beer. It's seemingly on accident. Uh-huh. No, it's not an accident. They just, <laughs> they, I get this impression that just putting beer out to pay the bills and then... Right! And then every go, once in a while... make something really cool. Right. And they make something really, really fucking good. And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, so if you want to find a hazy that's really like, almost like intellectual level depth to it, like... Moonraker, but it's like once every two months, and that's the problem. Like I love Moonraker. Everything I've had from them has been good. I've never regretted buying one. They are more expensive. I think their cans are two dollars more on average than New Glory Track Seven cans. Right. Oops. Most of the time, I don't think it's worth an extra two dollars. But then sometimes you're like, oh shit, okay, this is pretty goddamn good. Keeps so, coming back. They're doing. <laughs> they're doing their yeah. job. Their business like, model oh. is working. Oh, but Plus then, that rent is real low up in Auburn, so... You know what they do, though? They don't do um, things that would make sense. Like, Jordan's biggest complaint when we did that podcast for Beer Week, the Meeting of the Minds, and you couldn't get it other than a growler. That was it. Everyone else packaged their beer in four packs. Which is... Why do you gotta be... Four ounces of beer. <laughs> then why you gotta be a dick about it, you know? Yeah. Like, just... just ah. Speaking of pints... Oh, be back. All right, what'd you get? All right. So, I just had this for the first time last night. And, uh... Oh, two, it's back-to-back Fort Rocks. Back-to-back Fort Rocks, yep, yep, yep. We actually, uh, the next beer up is also another Fort Rock. <laughs> oh. Little, uh... oh. All right, no beef, because I love Fort Rocks. They're great. They are less experimental than I wish they would be, but also at the yeah, same time... Yeah, because every time they go out of left field, they nail it. They take their time with it. Whitney Brewston? That was solid. <laughs> that was solid. That was actually pretty great because uh, I brought Whitney Brewston, which is a brown ale, <laughs> funny enough, to a growler gang, and then I played a Whitney Houston song while we drank Whitney Brewston beer. And I think man, was I, more. that was a shit pour. I'm so Miles, disappointed in myself. Miles, just, just roll it, man. Just shake it up a little bit. You're right. So, having the access to Moonraker, so that's what we're talking about. Having access to Moonraker beers. Cheers, mate. Nostrovia. So, I would be really pissed driving all the way up to Moonraker to have a beer that's like kind of meh. 
But that's why I don't do it. <laughs> exactly. The the thing though is you can go to a bottle shop and it's down the street from your house and they have Moonraker and you're like, eh, I didn't spend the gas. Eh, it's fine. See if, if my coworkers want to go out to a brewery after work and they say Moonraker, I might be all right with it because yeah. from my work it's not all that far. It's like twenty minutes, right? From home, it's a, it's, a, it's almost a an hour. it's almost an hour. Mm-hmm. So almost it's like forty something minutes, so it's mm-hmm. close. But thankfully, my coworkers have simpler tastes and they just they they fucking love knee deep. Out of bounds. No. <laughs> They've no, fucking no, no. Props to Out of Bounds. I used to I used to be hard on them because they only made staples. They're making some really good stuff right now. Late, yes, they're yes. doing a fantastic they had job. A, they're they killing had a, it. They had a run for like it was like three months now. They keep changing their sour, oh, and they keep so fucking nailing it. Every yep. sour is fucking yep. good. And I, and it's making me proud because I feel like Out of Bounds is kind of like my personal hometown brewery because yeah. they were my favorite a long time ago. Oh, they're ago. good, yeah. And they're solid. They and just... I honestly, I haven't disliked more than maybe three of their beers. And one of them was, I can't even remember the name of that fucking wackadoo beer, hmm. but it was... Uh, Ultimatum. No, I fucking love Ultimatum. Um, it was... Powdered Toast Man. That was good, too. Uh, Caramel Super Stout was good. Um, yeah. I've had the... They had a re-release of Caramel Super Stout that was aged in rum barrels. Oh. And that was fantastic. Wow. They had I a barley wine barrel aged, so oh. it was also fantastic. It was a oak-aged... Strong ale. Strong ale. The I burger can't the bar- name. Right, yeah. So, actually, I, I remember that beer because that was the night that I broke my collectible yeah, track was, seven sniffer that was the second growler gang second i ever went to ever so that was the third one we and went i was to. in such a hurry to get that growler and get the growler gang i didn't even try a beer i went to the counter saw the first beer i was like give me that let's go get me out of here mm-hmm. you guys liked it like you loved I liked it, it. But, but you liked well, it that's how we found out that you don't like barrel aged stuff or you can't do barrel aged stuff so, i've been doing better yeah in the last like three months mm-hmm. i'll i'll go i'll grab a bottle and yeah. Drink something barrel aged. And if that's what I'm drinking for the night, cool. I'm good. But if I put that on top of four pints, it gets game over. Oh, good. That's yeah, co- yeah. It's, so, it's coming up. That was a fun growler game because I think that was December or November. We had a fire. No, no, no. I my house. No, no, no. The December one was Caramel Super Stout. Uh, we had a barrel aged beer for the, that one because that's when we found out that you. Have a hard time with no, I, I, no, that was my first one, was December. That was my first one. That's when you brought the Oak Strong Ale. No, and that was my else, second one. Nope, someone else? No, nope. You, nope. Uh, oh, nope. Where's Jordan? Where do we need him? <laughs> that, that photographic memory. God damn it, Jordan. He'd be like, it was 6.47 p.m. Miles walked in the front door. He was wearing a, a black uh, hoodie with a red baseball cap. and uh, That's a lie. I always go through the back door. Hey. Not always. He came through my front door. That's true. I have kids. No. Oh, that's a, that's a pornographic image that just popped up on Facebook. Wow. Nice. Um, report. <laughs> that's stupid. I'm looking for the list. The list. Okay. So we gotta get back to zombies though. So this is one of the things I like with the Sacramento. That's, no, no, we're gonna listen. Ready? No, this is what happened. I'm a talker. No, this is this that's is all part of the plan. If the world ends, I would miss the bottle shops because they are not just going to the brewery to get diversity. The bottle shops are where it's at for diversity. And that's what I would miss a lot of. 
mm-hmm. walking into a store, being able to pick whatever I wanted uh, from wherever, and be good to go. Just drink something new. Uh, but, so we didn't talk about, we, we kind of touched on it, how Beer Saved the World, the documentary, but for the listeners out there, Miles is raising his hand straight in the air with a number two sign. I'm and, fucking right. And he's saying that he's fucking right. And he's pointing at himself. December. He's saying December. Caramel Super Stout out of bounds. Logan wasn't there. That was the okay. first one. Bow. Whoops. Okay, so he's he's messing with Facebook. So here we go. See? Caramel uh-huh. Super Stout. December. That was my first one. Okay. Logan wasn't there. My second one, February, I bought Brabagadigadanigan Oak Strong oh. from Out of Bounds, so and he brought Caramel Super Stout. <laughs> so what did we bring for that December one that didn't do well for you? We... Was it when we had Goose Island and something else? Because there was one of those where you guys forgot, like, your beer in the Uber. No, we, I was plastered. No, that was I, December. I was, was December. That oh, might boy. be <laughs> the most drunk I've ever been since like 23 years old. I was going to say, wait a second. No, no, no. no. Like, <laughs> I had been more drunk with you. No. When you were more drunk than I was. Yes. No. That's, that's, <laughs> no. Since, since 23. 25 years. Yeah, since 23, that was the most drunk I've ever been. Whew. So. That's right, because you didn't have a 21st birthday. It never actually happened. Yeah, it did. It didn't. If you black out, it doesn't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember parts. <laughs> it's not all of it. Oh, man. Oh, I remember my man. first fucking fifth of Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I still like Jaeger, but I can't. I'd so actually rather just... drink that motor oil right there. That's so a fucking 10,000 miles on it motor oil. Here's the funny part. My parents like... Uh, rum mixers, they'll do like Crystal Light and Rum, or they'll do like, uh, my dad drinks whiskey, he's a whiskey guy. Uh, Whiskey's good. It wasn't very long ago, I was hanging out with my dad, and I had a Diet Coke, that's all I had, was Diet Coke. I'm drinking Diet Coke, and guess what it tasted like? Do you remember? No. It tasted like Captain Morgan. <laughs> because... We used to drink Captain Morgan. You chase it with Diet Coke because it's a better chaser than regular Coke, apparently. And I did that so much that now I can't even have Diet Coke by itself. Even, you know, six, seven years later, I still taste the Captain Morgan. It's still there. It can't even do it. That's epic. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we kept them in business for a little bit. Captain Morgan was, was our go-to. Yeah, that... So, uh, the, the interesting thing, though, is I, I made the switch to beer... And it has been much more pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> much yeah. more pleasant. It's a much funner way to get drunk. <laughs> you enjoy what you're drinking while getting drunk. Like, yeah. What's not to like? By the way, Swing Juice. Hmm. Oh, that's from, what we're drinking. Yeah, from Fort Rock. Right. Sorry, we cracked this open like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, These motherfuckers are going to be checking the timestamps. Like, bitch, that was like three minutes ago. <laughs> Time travel. So... Swing juice this is good. Yeah, it's a juicy IPA. Mm. They got a picture of a golf ball and, and hole number seven. I don't know why number seven. That must be significant to somebody. Mm. Um, this is Lucky. if I had to choose one adjective for this IPA, it's crushable. You know what? It's so good. It's not the best juicy IPA I've ever had, and juicy I guess is a category now. But I feel like. Gummy worms and, and galactic yeah. worms. That's in that category. That fucking like you feel like you're squeezing the juice 
out of a fruit, and that's what well, this is. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar left in the uh, in the beer after fermentation. So that's that's interesting. You brought it up because the contrast between this and like one of the root IPAs is they add an enzyme to remove the sugar, and that's what makes it taste kind of dry. Oh, I like that right? style. That's cool. This is definitely the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So, good beer. Very good. I like it. I mean, Fort Rock's doing some great stuff. They have my favorite Oktoberfest beer. And I went the other day. You went, obviously, to get some. They haven't released it yet. Nope. New Glory released their Oktoberfest early. Uh, very excited about that. It's only $11 for a four-pack, by the way. Wow. It's very drinkable. Uh, we were working on the race car in the, sh in the shop. There's no air conditioning in the shop. It was really fucking hot. We went and grabbed some of it, and it was like the most refreshing beer ever. Like it was, it was amazing on a hot day. And it's actually, I was talking about that last night to myself. Uh, for you guys, I didn't need to listen because it didn't work out. But you're gonna keep bringing that up. I, it's, I have a, like half the stuff that you're bringing up is like stuff I was talking about by myself, and I'm actually really glad that it's part of the podcast because I was, I was sad that it wasn't going to make it. There's a lot of really cool stuff. Talking about Moonraker, uh, talking about the, the hazy situation in Sacramento, talking about the temperature. It's September. Uh, technically, we're in fall right now because. No, no. No? No, we're still in summer. We're still in summer. Good, good, good. Okay. So, because uh, people after Labor Day assume it's like, oh, it's fall. We're going to get pumpkin spice lattes. We're going to start planning for Halloween. And Bitch, it was like 98 degrees today. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. In my line of work, I hear that all the time where people want to get married in September because it won't be hot. And I just roll my eyes because the yeah. hottest weddings I've ever shot ever were in September. Yeah. So My wedding was in September. Yours wasn't so bad. I've shot it weddings was, that were... It was were, warm, but you weren't shooting that wedding. You were a groomsman. I was in a full... No, I think Jordan's wedding was hotter because I was in a full... Jordan, I had to wear more for Jordan's wedding than I wore for yours. Mm. Um, but no, I've shot weddings that were hotter than that. Uh, I've shot... The, the hottest wedding I've ever shot was 107. And I was doing video, actually, for the wedding. My cameras were overheating, so I was actually taking turns on the cameras because one would give me the heat notice for the processor. It was too hot and it shut down. And I would have the second one rolling and swap them out, you know, and <laughs> just wait for it to overheat and let the other one cool off and swap them out, swap them out, and got a video somehow out of that. And it was it was hot as shit. It was in September. So fortunately, uh, these Oktoberfest beers that are coming out are very drinkable. October is prime mm -hmm. for temperature. Oktoberfest is end of September, traditionally. Beginning right. of October. And so we have all these really malt-forward beers coming out at the very, very end of September. And it's perfect, man. It, in Sacramento, it's perfect. It's hot as shit. Drinking Ambers, drinking Martzens, you're drinking you know, German lagers. It's oh, it's so great. It's my favorite time of year. And I was so excited that uh, Track 7, not Track 7, I spaced because I was trying to overthink this. Uh, I said this last night. It was an error, but it's uh, Munch on This from New Glory. Their Oktoberfest is pretty good. But Fort Rock, my favorite. I mean, I haven't had Fort Rock's. Oh, so good. It's way, okay. It was, it's the best. So. Sweat, I want. Oh, excuse me. Bless that you. was rude. Um, we forgive you. I want breweries to start making more variety not just a variety of ipas but more actual variety because i feel like if you go to a just like out of bounds or if you go to knee deep well the fucking knee deep is all ipas but yeah. it, it's all you see is ipas and, and a couple stouts yeah 
That's that's about it. Sometimes you'll get a sour there. But where are, I want more loggers. I want more. Hmm. You say you like track seven more, but it sounds like, like a new you should be hanging out in <laughs> because that's what they do all the time. Yes. Yeah. Their variety. Oh, their variety kills. But if I could only drink oh, at one brewery, time. and I would need, I would need my panic every now and then. So. When's the last time you've been to track seven? Because they have like four or five West Coast IPAs out right now. And a West Coast lager, or not a lager, uh, a pale ale, and uh, that's my that's my dude. thing. Is because they're they're super easy to make. You just hop the shit out of them, and it's and it's easy to make a good one. If if you're a good brewer, making a good IPA is fucking walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I want more Kolsch. I want Pilsners. I want well, like, they have a Kolsch. They have a Fort Lager Rock, and Fort Rock Pilsner. And Pilsner is good. What about uh, Eagle Vision Light Lager? Excuse me. That's good too. It's a very good one. Uh, their brown is good. So more saying, brown. Like, I want that to become the meta. Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I they want a stout. Who? Fort Rock. Was Whitney Bruce in a stout, or was it's that a brown a, ale? Was it brown? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they put out a stout. One of their sours they came out with their tart ales is barrel aged, but that was their first one they've ever done. It was good. They have a Gozar now. It's really, really good. Of those. Yeah, I just had that last night, actually. Goza. I just tried it. Goes and Goza. Goza. Really good. Goza. <laughs> they have a Saki Rice uh, IPA right now. It's really good. I did not try that. I tried Swing Juice. I tried College Hop Out. And I tried the Strawberry Goza. Is the next beer you're going to bring out College Hop Out? Yes. Oh, hat trick with the Fort Rock. I, I mean, I'm just going in order of IBUs and no, they're okay. Light to dark Rock. and trying to cut, trying to just credit to Fort Rock and Out of Bounds and Alvarado Street and some other beers that are like from around here. Uh, they're getting a little bit more experimental and they're doing a good job. Yeah, which is something we'll miss in the zombie apocalypse, definitely. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean we're back to our theme? <laughs> we were talking about all these... Uh, Goddamn you know, us doing a podcast that's actually about beer. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so there's some other stuff we got to talk about, too. We actually never talked about the fun stuff with zombies and zombie culture. We talked about the movies and... Fucking free target of. practice on live targets. Oh, my, let's... That sounds fun to me. That would, that would be fun. But, I, okay. We putting can't, bodies in, putting rounds in bodies, it, it only sounds fun if the both bodies are already dead. That still sounds really dark. on the use of firearms to re-kill the, those who have already been dead, but, sure, it sounds fun. We have to put, we have to put the disclaimer in, man. I'm going to shoot the fuck out of some zombies if it happens, okay? <sighs> but you get rid of your AR, so I don't know what you're going to do. Let's see. All right, all right, that's fair enough. To be honest, I'm not trying to take pop shots from distance anyway. The only time I'm taking, you know. Okay, let's get into it. So, <laughs> so we talked about, okay, so, so, so first, uh, before we get to the, the hand-to-hand combat, we overlooked again, the second time we, we brought up, we didn't talk about why beer would be good. In, in a situation like 28 or 28 weeks later, or um, like The Walking Dead, where it's an infection, Right? The process of making beer sterilizes the ingredients and in safe drink, right? So that's. Do you have any input on that? Or like, uh, you know, World War Z, Brad Pitt. Oh! Uh, uh, okay, so besides the obvious 
like you need to unwind to mm-hmm. you know stay mentally healthy. Yeah, so mentally healthy. So we're talking about survival now at, at the core of survival. Well, yeah, because right? I mean, if you're brewing beer, you're boiling the water. So yeah, it's it's safe in that regard. And yeah, I think a beer in my system, no matter what I'm doing, I do it better. Mm. Just just one, like not even a good buzz, like mm. just one beer in my system, thin the blood a little. I perform yeah. better in every mm. facet. So it's a performance enhancing drug. You go. If well, for about a half a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping that well, balance is. Yeah. Because once the, once the beer hits the lips, you just can't stop. I'm distracted. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now we're on the survival game page or the the page here for survival. So. We're talking about talking AR. About, you're talking about AR use against yeah. zombies. Okay. That would be I probably the most ideal if you wanted to take. Shots at range, shots more than See, at, 10 here's yards. the thing. Here's the thing. If you're real deal, you're in a zombie apocalypse. You're not gonna be taking shots at range. Well, you're talking about maybe deer hunting, or okay, still other people other than zombies, defense, things like that. Handgun. I I personally taken my SIG out to 120 yards with limited success. You know. Only thing I've ever done at range with my SIG is I put the silhouette at 25 yards. Or is it 25 or is it 50 at gun range? 25. That's 25. That's what I thought. 75 feet. So I put put it at 25 yards, and I went for the small silhouette. Mm -hmm. And I was probably 70% on mass with my SIG. Okay. Which is, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's pretty good, but I would never, in any situation, use my sig to try to put shots on mass. What's that simulating? Like a hundred yards? What the small silhouette at twenty-five? The small silhouette in the corner? Depends on the size of the small silhouette. I don't know what size you're this, talking about. That, but. They're their targets that they have there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. They said somebody said something that's supposed to simulate a hundred yards. I'm like, oh. well, it's it's just a sight picture. That's all you're talking about. So. Right. Uh, a minute of angle is an inch at 100 yards. So, if you have a 24 inch by 36 inch silhouette, simulate 100 yards at 25, you're going to have to reduce that by it would be one fourth the size. Right. So you're talking, you know, six inches by, you know, whatever. That's about right. So, which is really not what you want to do with a handgun. No. No. Especially so you're doing it in controlled cir- circumstances. Oh, um, pressure on? Fuck no, I'm no, not hitting pressure that on. That's, that's yeah. why most, if you're talking about handgun engagement, your effective range is seven yards or shorter. Mm-hmm. Because your your adrenaline will start flowing, your micro-muscle control will go out the door. I mean, I mean if, your you're, if you're fucking John Wick, you're good to 25, maybe. Mm. Yeah, but it, it, most people aren't. You're going to freak out in right. your, your macro, your macro-muscle control. No See, I, I know, I know so. my limitations, so if I'm in this post-apocalyptic scenario, I'm... I am sticking to handgun and shotgun, and I'm stick. My my engagement range is within 15 yards. Yeah, that's realistic. Like I, yeah. I mean, are you talking about zombies? Yes. Okay, because there's other threats to consider other than zombies, and that's what I was getting at. Sure, but so. okay, you're gonna that's take a shot at somebody 100 yards away. Are you, sure, you're gonna assume their their guiltiness. <laughs> Well, if they're causing problems for me and they're 100 yards away, then yeah, if need be. So the average engagement, if you look at your neighborhoods, I don't know, sorry guys if there's too much information, 
<laughs> uh, hopefully, we're not offending anyone. Trigger. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, pun. All right. Uh, hopefully, we're not making anyone upset with this. We're just talking. It's all hypothetical. We're not crazy. But if you walk out your front door, you live in the suburbs, which most of us do, or even downtown. If you live in an urban area. Uh, your maximum engagement range for most living environments is about 100 yards effective. So that's I have an AR that's built to handle anything up to 100 yards uh, with extreme reliability, accuracy. Uh, you know, it's it's rugged for that. It's not meant for long, long range. Yeah, obviously, if you're 600 yards out from someone or something, hide, run away. Who gives a shit? Just yeah. don't even worry about it. Like it's that's basically a different planet. But yeah, if you get someone who's less than 100 yards from you, or a zombie coming at you, or Someone who's trying to steal your food or kill you or whatever, handgun's not going to cut it, you know, past 25 yards if you're really good at handgun shots. So that's what I'm saying. I still have mine. That's why I have mine. Uh, it's not for a zombie apocalypse because that would make me sound crazy, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, if we're talking about survival during a mm -hmm. zombie apocalypse, you're at, in the very beginning stages. Your number like A1 concern mm -hmm. is zombies, right? Yeah, because I'm, resources are still plentiful. People are going to try and band together to so play so each other. Are yeah. we are we going by the traditional rules, headshots only for zombies? Yeah, I think that's your, the the classic, then, the, the universal then definition. Then I'm probably not even drawing my gun. Realistically, because really? right. Well, to okay, be so okay, are we, are we talking? hundred percent honest. Pressure on survival's on the line. I'm probably not accurate outside of seven yards. Seven yeah, yards. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's give me give me one of these right there. Yeah. Give me give me a small hatchet. Give me like a fucking rod I can play fucking stay yeah. away from me with and mm -hmm. fucking you know. Like, okay, so that's then we get into this really fun conversation. What kind of zombie are we talking about? Right. Because I mean, there's the 28 days, days later, later. You could put a few rounds in the center mass and they're gonna drop. They're technically still people. That right. Point, if right? you put their if you stop their heart, they're done. Right. Yeah. But. Like The Walking Dead, or Night of the Living Dead, or Dawn of the Dead, you or... You have to fucking kill the brain. Walking Dead. Right. So check this out. I, uh... We, we, I, when you and I talked about this, you asked me if I had seen The Dead Don't Die. And I still haven't point, watched it yet. At that point, I hadn't seen it, but I did watch it. And I believe I was texting you throughout the movie. Yes. And it was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. They They had potential to be really funny, but, uh... It, it wasn't. <laughs> so I don't, I'm kind of bummed because Bill Murray is one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, I so, mean Bill Murray in Zombieland was great it's, for it's, his so, for his ten minutes he was so in the movie. He's driving a cop car, and one of the one of the Easter eggs in that movie is he hits someone who's a zombie who is dressed in the same way, the same wig that he was wearing in Zombieland. Really? So he kills up. Yeah. So um, the funny part, with the, the funniest part with that movie is Adam Driver throughout the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay, so, Adam Driver. If you're still listening and you're offended, you can fuck off. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> they, they keep having things happen in the town. It's kind of weird. Bill Murray's like this really old cop getting ready to retire. Adam Driver's kind of like a young new guy who's like really, you know, he's, he's not really super peppy about being a cop. He's, he's fresh. He's the fresh guy. Bill Murray's the old guy who's seen all the shit, right? So, something happens. Bill Murray comes up with an idea. And, uh... 
And he's like, so this, is, this is actually in the trailer. This is not so much of a spoiler. They asked Adam Driver what he, what he thinks. And he says, well, I think it's zombies. He's like, what are you talking about? What the hell? You know, that doesn't make any sense. So Adam Driver keeps saying throughout the whole movie, he's like, ah, I don't think this is going to end very well. Or this isn't going to end well at all. And so at one point in the movie, uh, Bill Murray looks at him. He's like, how do you, you keep saying that? What do you mean? What do you mean it's not going to end well? He's like, well, it's not. It's, we're, you know, not going to end well. Like, what do you mean? He's like, we're all going to be dead. You know, we're going to be dead. He's like, how do you know that? He's like, well, I read the script. <laughs> and Bill Murray's like, you got a script? <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I read, you know, a little thing. So the dialogue, they have a potential to be really funny. Obviously, you laugh. But the way it's delivered in the movie, dry. not as much of a little fan. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of funny. Like, like Adam Driver kind of knows what's going on the whole time because he knows the whole plot of the movie. But he's the only one in the whole movie that knows what the fuck's going on. So... You want to grab the next beer? What do you think? Yes. Look at you. Excited. So like a little puppy. We'll come back and we'll discuss uh, more about movies because I think that's what people are waiting for in this episode here. Yes. <laughs> I'll pour this one. How about that? Oh. Pour the last beer. What a nice. What a, what a nice guy. All right. So. What we got? What I grabbed? We I grabbed got right uh, one, right? College Hopout. Ooh, hat trick. India Pale Ale. From Fort Rock, Rancho Cordova, Northern California. It's a West Coast IPA. Seven percent. ID is forty nine, so it's pretty low for a West Coast. Um, the color is three point two. Uh, grains of pale malt, Munich. There you go. They're, they're slowly getting toward. They got Munich malt, so they're they're probably gonna pump out their Oktoberfest version. The hops are Simcoe, Centennial, and Amarillo. Which Amarillo. Centennial, I think, is the only one out of the three that we haven't done for a Grappa game, have we? Which one? Centennial. We've done. We've done Centennial? Pretty sure. All right, cool. We've done all three. Here we go. Advantage of uh, Growler Gang. What about hops? So, when I was talking to a couple of friends of mine, I'm trying not to peek out the mic here, uh, about doing a zombie episode. Turns out I have a lot of friends that do zombie stuff. And uh, we, we've mentioned some movies. We were just talking about The Dead Don't Die. It was kind of meh. Uh, you got on me because I said something about I Am Legend. That's actually a vampire movie, right? The movie, yes. Okay. I mean, it is. Um, the whole daylight mm -hmm. thing, they're still sentient. Like, That's a vampire thing, yeah. definitely. Okay, my bad. Uh, 28, what do you think? Between 28 days later, 28 weeks later, which one was better? 28 days later was way better. Good. It was a way better movie. Okay. But I think 28 days or 28 weeks later, story was a little more ominous in that the virus escaped. Yeah, that's kind of what you'd expect to happen. These people are dumb. Yeah. So that's I guess we're kind of talking about the two different uh, styles of zombie, if you will. Well, there's so. more than two, but yes. Okay, well, well, educate us then, Mouse, because I'm, I'm, well, I'm falling out of style then, I guess, in the zombie world. Your so. first zombie in literature was mm -hmm. the voodoo zombie. Oh, yes, I just took a class on this, actually. This yeah. is, so, yes, that was your stuff. first style. The There are multiple styles of undead zombie as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, do you want to talk about that? First style of zombie, really quick, so people can. The voodoo learn. zombie? Yeah. I am really uneducated on the voodoo zombie. Uh, All right. I know the title. I know that it's 
kind of a magic type of feel, so it's a little yeah. on the unbelievable side. I mean, we're talking about zombies, but more <laughs> unbelievable than the rest. But it's, was, it's actually it, the, it's most, so, the most believable. It's, it's Okay, so you ready? Sure. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Drop it. So if you owed money to someone or you wronged someone, uh, some of the island cultures, the practice voodoo, uh, they would, like you could hire a witch doctor or someone to create this, this kind of a powdered substance that would slow your heart rate down and put you in basically into a coma for a certain number of days, however many, like you just basically get poisoned. We see a similar uh, toxin in blowfish, which slows the heart rate down. A lot of people use to fake their own deaths today or whatever, you know, it's like the, the stereotype thing. But you would say you would owe a guy a bunch of money. Which doctor would make a potion. He would think he would he had died, the town would have a funeral. A couple days later, they go break open your casket, they wake you back up, and uh, the witch doctor tells you that you're basically working for that guy now you're his servant you've died you owe him money you had to go work it off your spirit people didn't realize what was going on so you just basically be working his farm you know hmm. so they would trick people into doing stuff like that that's one of the origins um, there's a similar origin where people would dig up graves in uh, eastern Europe sometimes they would have a, a body that would be on display for a while. They couldn't bury him right away, or they did like above ground uh, rituals. If you open the casket, or if you lift the body after like a week or so, the um, skin, all that, like kind of dehydrates and, and retreats. So it gives the appearance of hair growth and fingernail growth. And if the town had anything bad happening, if someone got deathly ill that week, or something happened, they would think that it was the individual who passed away was actually not dead. Come back and it was cursing the town, so they would drive yes. a stake through the um, heart they, um, and try to kill the dead person more. It came. Um, That's vampirism, though. That that superstition was prevalent uh, in the tuberculosis epidemic. Mm. Uh, they called it consumption. Um, oh yes, yes. There you go. But yeah, they uh, they had there was a, well there was actually a really wide spread fear of being buried alive back then because the science of if you're dead or not wasn't exact yeah. at all. It was just an educated guess. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of inventors back then who invented graves with alarm systems. So if you woke up in a oh, coffin, yeah. you could fucking ring a bell yeah, and they'd yeah, come yeah. dig you up. There's a lot of stories of, of... There's one popular story. I can't remember the names involved. But um, there was an aunt and a daughter hmm. or an aunt and a niece... The niece lost her parents, so she moved in with the aunt. They became really fucking close. Um, and then the niece just dropped dead one day. Mm -hmm. She just passed out and died. Mm -hmm. And so they buried her. They had a funeral. And then one night, um, the aunt had a dream of her niece trying to get out of the coffin. And so I heard about this. And so she ran to the you know, to the whoever was going to exhume the body and said, oh my God, get her out, get her, get her. And when they dug her up, her nails were all fucked up. There was scratches on the coffin. So she really was alive. There was some kind of connection that let her know, hey, this woman's alive. You buried her, whatever. Um, I mean, it was a really, it was a real fear. It happened a lot. 
Okay. Um, and a lot of these coffins that were made were actually used. Like you would hear, like if you heard a bell in a grave, you're like, oh fuck, someone who's buried alive. Mm-hmm. Like, it happened back then. And there was a superstition around that time where, uh, see if I can remember how to put it in the exact words, um, where if you were in this era where people were dying a lot of tuberculosis consumption, what it was referred to as, um, you would, uh, there's a lot of people who were superstitious and would believe that if you exhumed the bodies and found that the body had not properly decayed, mm-hmm. that that body was walking the earth at night and feeding on the living. Mm. Kind of zombie-esque. Yeah. That, so that's, that's, so in a lot of it was, um, there was people who weren't buried, buried yet. And somebody left out in wintertime, not ready to bury the body yet, so that his body was in the coffin in wintertime, and, you know, in the East Coast, it's cold as fuck. That body gets preserved. So mm-hmm. they open the coffin. Fuck, this body's not decayed. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. And then you cut out the heart was yeah. the superstition. Yeah. Stick to the heart, it. cut out the heart, burn the heart. Yep. So, drink the ashes. Right? Right. Yep. 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 So, I mean, so you can count that in part of the zombie superstition. So there's more than two types is the whole moral of that fucking sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, someone who should be dead is not dead. Right. I guess. Yeah, th- yeah, there you go. So, but the two mainstream ideas behind zombies, hold on, piggies out, that's pretty tasty, it's really good, that's good, I like swing, I I like swing juice better, but college hop house, pretty damn tasty, anyways, there are two mainstream ideas about zombies that strike fear better than the others, and that would be the infected and the undead. The infected would be 28 days later. They're still alive, but their brains are next to useless. They're just, they're just as, yeah. They're just, I guess, instinctual creatures who are just living and feeding. Could you argue that The Walking Dead is technically a crossover between those two ideologies? No, because they have to die to turn. But they're infected with a virus that. They're not. It's not a virus. The whole world's infected. Oh. Everybody turns. There's a lot of debate on what it actually is. I haven't finished the TV series, so don't call me a dumbass. Because the TV series fucking sucks. For anybody who's listening. I'm sorry. The first four seasons were good. And then it started tapering off. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get past. The whole season... uh, like The first episode of the season with Negan, after he caved in some skulls, I was over it. Fourth or fifth. Yeah. I think that's six, isn't Maybe. it? Maybe. So, the funny part with Walking Dead is know. the first season was like, what, six episodes? It was really short. Fucking Seven. fantastic. It had one of the biggest budgets of any pilot shows, like starting shows ever at the time. And they did a pretty good job. I think their zombie uh, makeup and the animatronics and the way they did everything was fantastic. How did you like season two? We were on the farm. It was, it was like, so I had read the graphic novels up to a certain point, mm, but when I heard, okay. I, I started reading reading the graphic novels like two years before the show premiered. Mm. I wasn't like f- in a fever pitch to fucking read all the graphic novels, so I was taking my time. I, th- I think I maybe got through the first compendium, 
And so I didn't get to the end of the story, but then I heard the TV show was coming out, so I didn't do it on purpose because, you know, unpopular opinion, I like TV better than books. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, 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 so disregarding the graphic novels. Well, okay, so the whole reason, the the whole reason I brought it up is because I knew that style was coming. If they were going to do anything closely related to the books at all, that they were going to show life after the fact because the books got into that so i knew season two was coming so i was ready for it and i was okay with it i like season two especially with they did the drama right the mm-hmm. drama between shane and rick was real oh, yeah. it was felt it was good mm-hmm. and then rick having to kill shane it was just hopefully these aren't spoilers for you guys. Oh, they're spoilers. I don't give a fuck. Dude, yeah. <laughs> what is that, like, fucking no, 10 so years old? The interpersonal, I'm just saying that That's like 10 two, years old now. Get over it. No, the season season two of Walking Dead, I think, was the best season. Changed my mind. <laughs> now, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a funny part about yeah. season two that I, I read about. So, I'm a big fan about knowing behind-the-scenes stuff about movies and trivia and about shows, whatever. Um... Season one had one of the biggest budgets of a new show ever. Season two had almost zero budget. That's why the entirety of season two was on the farm, the same location, because they couldn't afford to shoot anywhere else. Uh-huh. And I think that was the best season. They had so much depth. The yeah, ride, they, the, the they relied on story. Was, they relied on drama. Uh, the oh, character the development was fantastic, right? Barn house. Oh, when you find out what's her name's daughter, uh-huh. and her, you're like, oh. Or no. when they when they kill Dale, and that's when the group turns from. Um, so each character up until that point, Dale of season two, every character had a role of the psyche. So uh, Dale was the the reason, and the the turning point for season two, going into season three, when Dale gets killed, he loses all reason. And basically, a lot of that you can argue that that's what separates humans from animals is reason and empathy and, and higher thought. So slowly throughout season two, you're losing that human higher thought process, and then you get into season three where Rick, you know, the end of season two where Rick says it's not a we're not talking anymore. I'm in charge. We're just doing this shit. That's how it's gonna be. Because now you're reverting back to a uh, lower state of existence psychologically, not just physically, but psychologically. This is it. Boom. We gotta do this. We gotta survive. That's Carl. it. Yeah, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> so that's that's an interesting. That's why I really like between season two, and season three. No, uh, the whole and then it kind of went. Eh. The whole prison era and the 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 war they had going on with the governor of Woodbury. Yeah. Like that was that was good. It was. It felt like. It was important because you, you would have to assume that there would be people doing research on what's going on. Once they establish a town or establish some sort of safe hold, then they would try to figure out what's going on, try to get some sort of normalization of life going on, which was what Woodbury was. The right? whole WWE of zombies yeah. thing was kind of interesting. Yeah, that was weird. So I, I mean, I didn't hate that season. I didn't like it as much as the previous seasons, but the season happened. Then yeah. Terminus... With the cannibals, you gotta understand that's probably an inevitability. You know, I believe, yeah, hundred so percent. I, I thought, I thought the terminus episode was really well done. Ooh. Oh boy, yeah, that was when wow. they when they were all held up in the church, like, and that was honestly mm-hmm. the last good season. Yeah, 
after that is when they found Alexandria, and that's when things just got. That was when things were supposed to get really crazy because you find out this like overarching government system was in, in place. Yeah. And like there's more connection than you thought. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just small groups anymore. It was this larger connected civilization. Cool. Yeah, you're getting back towards humanity. Right. right. Well, and then they. They're just. I don't know. When they're fighting that group at Alexandria and they win and then Negan happens mm -hmm. at the end of that season, it's just. I don't know. I, the whole Negan cliffhanger was fucking crazy epic. And then mm -hmm. the first episode after that, like, just. This is what happened. And then here's some garbage. Yeah. And I watched yeah. a few episodes of that season. I watched quite a few episodes of that season, actually, now that I remember. And I just, it just was so slow. Yeah. It was, it was just not good. And and they had been going, like, on this track of getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I just, I gave up. All Maybe right. I should go back. Maybe I should yeah. go back and watch it. Because as your, as your friend, I feel like I should advise you not to. <laughs> but maybe uh, right so that was a show I think The Walking Dead was probably one of the best zombie things ever done for the first half of it <laughs> you know what I mean like like that was everyone like I remember when like season 2 or season 3 was happening I would have friends that had like Walking Dead like movie nights like, like they would have like all their friends over and they would watch the episode. Like they had yeah. popcorn. We had like a huge deal. Yeah, it was a it was a big deal. I remember when the first season aired, because uh, Katie's brother Tim and I were like that was like our first like mm. common ground we had together. Mm. So it was really cool. So yeah, that was a, yeah. That's a, that a big thing with us. And we watched a few episodes together. Okay, so let's let's talk about a different. Um, there's all, I mean, The Walking Dead is pretty famous, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead is pretty famous, Zombieland is pretty famous, Zombieland 2 is coming out pretty soon, how do you I'm feel excited. about that? I'm excited, I'm excited. Looks good, I'm excited. looks good. Uh, did you ever watch The Night Eats the World? The Night Eats the World? The Night Eats the World. I have not. Indie film about zombies, this guy goes to his old apartment because him and his ex just broke up. Trying to get some of his stuff. Nice. <laughs> Trying to get some of his stuff. Uh, he walks up to his girlfriend's apartment. She's having a party. Oh. And it's kind of a bad time for him to be there. And she's like, all right, well, let's go sit in the chair. Wait over here. Uh, I'm going to talk to these guys. I'll come back and get your stuff and get out of here. You know, it's a little box. Well, he goes into this room. He sits down in a chair. He falls asleep. Wakes up the next morning. Comes out of the... The room that he's in, his, his back office, there's just blood everywhere, shit's all broken, stuff's crazy, right? I mean, it's insane. He tries to walk out, he's in an apartment building, he's in London, so he's in an apartment building, he's starting to walk out, he's being chased by people that are, like, trying to eat him. It's crazy. They're just savages. He goes down to the street level, gets in the car, he's trying to get away, can't get the car started, and someone else down the street, or someone else, like, is there... And they get, like, consumed by these crazy people that have been chasing him, so he has an opportunity to go back into the apartment building, close it down, lock everything, you know, and it's, like, his way, or his, his journey of surviving uh, through this this thing that happened. 
right? So he like starts going through the apartment building, marking doors of who has zombies, who's living there, who's not. Goes through, gets canned food. You know, he's like, at one point, he's got like a tape recorder and starts like making music, which Jordan would appreciate this because the music that he plays is all percussion, which is the original form of music. The original instrument was a percussion instrument. So we're talking about starting from ground zero or from from zero. Um, he's playing percussion and he's using the tape recorder to layer it so he can like write songs by himself. Meets this girl. She shows up at his house. He accidentally shoots her because he thinks she's a zombie, and she lives. And they have like a thing together, and they're like they're cohabitating, right? You know, because it's like the only human he's met since that girl on the street got eaten. Hmm. So he's you know, it's like he's, he's looking at his psyche of being he was alone for a long time, and he finally finds someone. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, End of the movie, he finds out that she died when he shot her, and that he's been hallucinating having a companion the whole time for like a month. Huh? And she, in his mind, convinced him to leave the apartment building and to survive somewhere else. But that was just him trying to convince his subconscious to leave because he's been held up in the same apartment for like three months by himself. And so he tries to leave. And it ends up being this huge ordeal, you know. But it's his survival. He's collecting water. He's playing music. He's trying to find food. You know, he's he's doing all the, the he's trying to check all the boxes, if you will, for human existence. You know, entertainment, food, sleep, that kind of stuff. Huh. He's got a friend too. It's actually one of my favorite parts about this movie is there's a really old guy who's stuck in the elevator. So it's an old-fashioned elevator where it's got the grate that goes across. You open the grate. Walk into the box, close the grate, elevator comes up and down, it's like a service elevator. So he has this like lattice grate closed, and there's like an old guy in the elevator who's a zombie. And he's like, every day he just goes down and talks to him. You know? He's by himself. And so like this guy is trying to eat him through a fence, and he's just sitting there talking to him. <laughs> End of the movie, he lets the guy go. The guy like ends up walking back to his old apartment. The zombie? Yeah. Huh. So uh, strangely enough, that's kind of something they touched on in The Dead Don't Die with Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe 78. So they, they, they finally, zombies, people come back to life that are supposed to be died, but they are still creatures of habit. Exactly. So it's nature versus nurture, I guess. It brings up a really interesting argument that you can make. The human aspect of the mind is still there. They still need familiarity. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Which is, there you go. We come back, we've looped full circle now to... In a zombie apocalypse, the end of the world, would we still try to make beer? Because that's <laughs> what people have done for a long time. Yes. Right? Yes, we will. We will exactly. always make beer. So, what other notable zombie movies do you have to talk about before we conclude the podcast? Anything else you want to bring up? Hmm. I'm kind of like stuck in thought zone about that indie movie, The Night Eats the Day. The Night Eats the World. World. It's not as exciting as uh, some of the other movies that are I, out there. Sure, it doesn't seem like an exciting movie, but it sounds it's, more intellectual than anything. It is. I really, I really, I, I rented it twice. All right, that's how much wow. I liked it. That's you almost bought it. <laughs> yeah. So probably should have just bought it. Probably should have bought it, but I rented it twice uh, between like it was like a six month gap between the two. 
<clears throat> was on iTunes. It's great. I, th- I liked it. What's it called? Dead or the, the night eats the, the night world. eats the world. I'm gonna look for it right now. I think it's pretty good. Um, what other classics are we missing though? World War Z. Let's compare that. The book versus the movie. Well, you want to bring up World War Z? We got to talk about book, and we got to talk about zombie survival guide, and then we got to incorporate it. Yeah, go for it. You're the expert. So enlighten us, Miles. But we might need a beer first. Okay. So World War Z is a follow-up. It's not a sequel. It's a follow-up to the Zombie Survival Guide. Okay. Same Zom- author? Huh? Same author? Different yeah, author. Max Brooks. Okay. So, um, the, the Zombie Survival Guide has a whole, I think, maybe even more than one chapter dedicated to the, uh, the biology of zombies hmm. and he he makes up a virus the author hmm. but he goes into the science of how the corpse is reanimated and all that kind of stuff and what's actually hmm. happening to the zombie in its lifespan hmm. post reincarnation if you will yeah. and um the zombie survival guide talks about like muscle degradation and all sorts of different things. So uh, is that what you were talking about when uh, Jordan posted the thing with the yes. treadmills? Yeah, right. On the house, yeah. So there, and he's saying if the if a zombie truly is dead and the brain activity is the only thing keeping this thing moving, mm-hmm. and and they don't heal because you see open wounds on zombies, so your yeah. so your assumption is that they're not regenerative. Mm-hmm. Their cells don't regenerate. So eventually they're done. Yeah, they're going to turn to a pile of decomposed mush on the ground so when a zombie first turns Hmm. very fast Hmm. because it's going to exert everything it has and the human mind limits what we can put into effort Hmm. because if the human mind could utilize every muscle fiber when lifting we would tear ourselves apart Hmm. But we could lift a motherfucking shit ton. Mm-hmm. So we could lift cars over our head, but probably once. <laughs> yeah. So and that's and that's injury, self preservation, right? Right. And so that's what the book touches yeah, yeah, yeah. on is if their only instinct is to eat, then they would lose all those self preservation barriers in their mind. And so at first they would be and even if only for a few minutes, would be fast as fuck. And mm. strong as fuck. Mm. But it wouldn't last very long at all. For the most part, you would see like zombies that have been around for a day or two would already be to the point where they're probably not going to run anymore. Mm. They're probably shuffling because that's all their muscles are capable of doing. And even the shuffling is tearing them down. Mm. Zombies that have been around for a month are mm. probably barely crawling. Let's see. So maybe I got my time frames wrong on that. Mm. But and it also depends on how much activity they've had. So and and, and that's so it, it if you're in the very beginnings of the outbreak in Max Brooks world, 
or the movie, mm. World War Z, how the zombies are forming a fucking human ladder up the side of that, right? Yeah. Those are presumably max. If they're max broke zombies, truly, then those are fresh as fuck zombies. Mm-hmm. Scaling the wall, fucking flying at you. Then that's what they would be for a decent amount of time. Maybe a day, maybe whatever. Yeah. They would be superhuman. Which yeah. would be like the 28 Days Later situation where they're just crazy. I think, I think even more so. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I think even more so. I, 28 Days Later just kind of at the peak of human capacity is what they operate at. But they're alive, so they're regenerating. So it's scarier for longer. Mm. But in the Max Brooks world, if you survive for six months in a bunker and then finally hit the road, the zombies you're going to deal with, pretty fucking decayed. Yeah, but I, I was mentioning that, like, people that watch 28 Days Later, how they chase you down the street, mm-hmm. or they're, like, sprinting after you doing this. That's, that's what you're talking about, is they're very capable right off the bat. Yes. Very capable. Yes. And they slowly turn into... Romero's right, <laughs> living dead, falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know, right. So okay, so we're we're zombie aficionados. <laughs> so we we can't assume sure. that the the audience, maybe if they listen to this episode, they either like if they're still listening, they like zombies. They they like <laughs> they, they either enjoy the beer conversation, okay, yeah, or yeah. they've been waiting for zombies this whole time, or they actually thoroughly enjoy the podcast, which. Maybe cool. two. Maybe right two. on. Maybe there's two of you. How are you guys yeah. doing? Sweet. I think we have ten subscribers. At this point, so. What? Hey. What up? What's um, up, Peter? Peter, man. So we have one more beer. That's it. Two more. Sorry. Oh two shit. More. Two more. You're right. Oh. So we're gonna maybe move on from zombies for a minute and get some beer talking. Yeah, some more beer. Okay, beer. 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 Alright, so uh, I lied. We have three more. That's what I thought. That's why I was surprised, Miles. So this, I just saw the name, and I had to. This is from Tower. Tower Brewing, shout out. And it's, I'm an IPA guy. Well, you are. Yeah. You are. Mosaic India Pale Ale. Mmm. You know, I like Mosaic, and there's a reason why it's used in a lot of beer. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's a good, uh, it's a good IPA hop, you right. know. Like, well, so this is part of their rotating single hop series. Oh. Um. Mm. Let me be a little more aggressive mm. with my pour this time. There you go. Very nice. Mm. Get it in there. All the way. Nice and deep. Oh, nah. it in. <laughs> Is it supposed to be foamy? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking. Uh, okay. So. Uh, it's kind of a. Kind it smells of... mosaic This is. Okay. So, my only beef with Tower is they are the most generic brewery I think that I've ever seen. Damn, shots fired. I think that's harsher than how I treated Knee Deep earlier. Ah, uh, no. Knee Deep isn't even... Okay, so I was going to call... What? So I was going to call 
Okay, so are you ready for this? You're laughing your ass off because you don't even know what I'm about to say. You're going you to piss your pants, Miles. All right, this is great. So I used to call knee-deep the nickelback of Sacramento. <laughs> seen. But I think I think Tower has taken that uh, that title. Okay. Well, at least they brew Monkey Knife Fight for us. That's not... I mean, I that's, that's fine, but also I wish that wasn't a good enough excuse. It is... Because <laughs> I love Monkey Knife Fight, can, but can we can we drink this? <laughs> yeah. So this is the funny part. That's why I'm I'm laughing. Oh, mm. that is fucking garbage. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But no, no, no. If you go to a restaurant, this is like you know, this is uh, what. If you don't know anything about beer, you might like this because it's better than a Budweiser. It's better than a Coors Light. It's different from a blue moon. This is trash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tower, but I'm an IPA guy. It's fucking garbage. So, I took my good friend uh, over to... Uh, That's fucking awful. I took him to Tower. He said that Tower is his favorite. He lived by Tower for a long time. Or back when it was uh, Sacktown Union. He's like, oh, it's really great. They have this like blueberry half that's great. And they have this other thing. I'm like, yes, that's cool, but I've, I've never tried those. And the only beer I've ever had from them has not been very good. He's like, no, no, you just going to go with me. I know the people who are going there. Yeah, he knows some of the people that work there. He's hanging out and trying the beer. I was like, so what do you think? He's like, yeah, this isn't, this stuff isn't as good as the stuff that I had last year. <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to tell you, man. Sure enough. So, so where did I take him to show him what, what good beer is like, Miles? New Glory. New Glory, right by Sac State. Boom. Guess where he goes now? New Glory. All the time. Yep. Never. He doesn't go to Sac Town Union. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, sorry, it's Tower. Tower. It's, it's Tower. I'm sorry, Tower, but you're not doing any better than Sac Town Union did. And they isn't weren't it, very good. Isn't that the same brewer? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I heard that rumor somewhere. I have no idea if it's true, so don't quote me, but I heard it was the same rumor. Okay. Did you buy this at the brewery? No. Okay. So then we have to include a disclaimer. We don't know how the beer was stored or transported. That's true. It still tastes good. So you would assume that this is probably close to what the brewmaster or brewer had in mind, but at the same time, I had a, a Monkey Knife Fight six-pack that I found a year after the brewery closed at a gas station in Placerville, and it tasted like Blue Moon. So, obviously it wasn't stored very well. Right. Right? We don't know. When, once it leaves the brewer's hands... Alright, pause. Yeah, let's finish up with that. What were we talking about? 
I can't remember. I think we're just kind of recapping movies. Just kind of in general. Well. Stuff to watch. Beer to have. I know I talked about the Max Brooks zombies. That's... That was good. Hmm. I think we've hit all the classics. Yeah. All the staples. Yeah. <coughs> oh, that felt great. Let me tell you. Oh, there you go. So... Well, this was a good one. Yeah, I guess just stay tuned. Uh, we we had a goal and we didn't we didn't achieve it. Just typical podcast. I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we we came in and out a few times. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we talked about beer. I actually did talk about beer more often than usual when I'm on a podcast. Yeah. So, I don't know the beer week one. I did. I, we talked a lot about beer, but. Oh, we talked a lot about zombies on this one, I think. You know what? Mm. Fuck it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah, we're patting ourselves on the back. Um, so all you ten motherfuckers <laughs> that listen to us, the you other what you think. The other advantage we have is that we don't have a um, any way for you to tell us <laughs> if we did good or bad. Yeah. So we're just going to assume it was good. So there you go. Great. Not good. Great. It's great. There you go. All right. Well, I enjoyed my beers. We're going to cut it short tonight, but... Uh, Maybe we'll share that next beer a bit later. Yeah, well, definitely be more episodes when Jordan comes back in about you know yeah. three weeks. So yeah, I'd like to uh, yeah, I'd like to do one with Jordan when he comes back. That'd be cool. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. If you're listening, all ten of you. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Cheers. Good enough.